Ladies and gentlemen, from the beautiful Golden Horseshoe in Disneyland, California, we're proud to present the thrilling Golden Horseshoe Review. Let's do Fantasyland quick. There's not too much to talk about in Fantasyland, mm-hmm. and then and then we can jump to Tomorrowland. They have a Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. It's Yay. the same. It's the Good. same. It's a great ride. <laughs> they don't have, uh, or they never had, a Snow White Scary Adventure attraction in that park. Sure. So they don't have the leftover animatronics uh, that are present oh, in the Lion yeah. Kingdom. So those are right. absent. Interesting. Like replaced by like a projection. Oh, that's too bad because that's that's a really nice way to finish that ride. Yeah, I agree. They have a they have a cottage still, but it's like small and in the distance, and they just have silhouettes um, on uh, the windows, and uh-huh. it's fine. But it does, it's not the same. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So for listeners who aren't aware of this, I mean, Seven Dwarves Mine Train is originally in the Magic Kingdom in Florida. They use some animatronics from the old Snow White Dark Ride in there, but they don't have those in Shanghai, so they don't have them there. That's, I mean, that's really it for that. Um, yeah, Voyage to the Crystal Grotto. This is like their Fantasyland attraction. This is like the thing. It's like Storybook, con- storybook Land Canal Boats, uh, but instead of cute little tiny uh, houses, you have giant weird 90s sculptures of <laughs> Disney characters with lights and fountains. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Does that also go through the castle? It goes under the castle, and that part is admittedly cool, but it's mostly outside. I don't understand what the appeal would be during the day. It is only cool to do it at night. I see. So I don't, I don't really understand that. The boats are awesome. The boats are legit. They have really good lighting um, and color, and but the statues themselves, like Alexa said, they're uh, they're iffy quality. And they have really weird stylistic decisions that they've made that I don't understand. But everyone goes ape for this ride. Oh, yeah. Mm. People really ate it up. Interesting. Everyone is super excited. They're standing up in the boat. Like, it's crazy. I don't know why everyone cares. The castle in, uh, in Shanghai represents the first show building, all of it's decorated on the outside. And the show building itself is not hidden somewhere off somewhere else. You know, they're going right, to, they're yeah. doing this in Pandora as well. It's something that they were, they've wanted to do for a long time. This is the, the kind of the Western river expedition, uh, philosophy is finally playing itself out where you have a giant show building that is fully integrated into the place that where it is. And I, I like that. Yeah. I want to make sure that, you know, you completely understand this. It goes under the castle for like a hot minute. <laughs> and it's it's not it's not really a super big deal. It's like a little it's not tunnel. Like a, it's not a huge show building here. This is okay. not like they put. It's a small world under there. It's okay. not even close. I mean, they put like maybe the small scene from It's a Small World where they're in Polynesia. In uh, I like see. that's what we're talking. It's very 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 little. Lower ceilings. Yeah, much lower ceilings. Okay, because the, with the, like the size. Yeah, the size of the castle belies that that there could be a large show building underneath there because it's a big ass castle. It's a big ass castle, but like I said, they have they have a restaurant like on the second or, third, or on the third floor, and on the second floor they have dual attractions that are the same thing, um, but just two different versions of it. Um, and then on the first floor they have you know the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. So I mean, like it's jam packed with stuff. The restaurant is not kidding around. It's really big. It's not it's like the Cinderella nice. Castle in. You know, Florida. It's not like that restaurant. This mm-hmm. thing is huge. 
Okay. Alex, you, you mentioned uh, Western River Expedition. That's the old Florida ride never got built, and there were like multiple rides all built around this one kind of mountainscape. Yeah. That sounds like a bit of what they did in the Adventure Isle. Is that what that's called? Yeah. Where they have the one mountain and yep. intertwined with it, they have the Adventure Walk and the yeah. River Ride yeah. and the uh, Soren and stuff yeah, like I that. Think yeah, it I totally think that's is. a much better analog. Yeah. And I know, I know that's what's happening in Pandora in Walt Disney World, where they they have uh, a river ride that's also in the same show building as their big tentpole e-ticket. Yeah. Um, in Fantasyland, they have a honeypot spin instead of the Mad Tea Party. <laughs> that's fine. Yep. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> yep. Um, it's you know. Is there it's, a Winnie the Pooh ro- dark ride? There is. There is a normal everyday average. The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which is exactly the same as Anaheim, which is also identical in Hong Kong. They're all three exactly the same. The only uh-huh. difference it, for the one that's in uh, Shanghai is all of the pages to the book and all of the narrations all in Chinese. But that's it. I mean, it's exactly the same shot for shot, material for material. I mean, the same stretching honey rubber stuff. I mean, it's exactly <laughs> the same. Wow. So now, why do you think they made the teacups into honeypots? I think they just wanted to put that over in that same area. There is an okay. Alice in Wonderland presence in the Fantasyland, but it's Tim Burton themed, and so maybe they just didn't want to have two different kinds of Alice in Wonderland in the same area. That's my guess. Yeah, that makes sense to me. But about the maze, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get lost? It was Tim Burton thing. No, no. <laughs> I don't think it's. I don't think. It's oh, it's Tim. It's Tim Burton there. Alice. Yeah, it's Boo. similar now, but it's a uh, but Boo. no, no, it's uh it's pretty cool. It fits in the area quite well. It's beautiful. It's really, really nice in there. But... Well, that is the one thing that they close for fireworks, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. They closed that for fireworks like 30 minutes early or something. Yeah, yeah I think that's just because they don't want anyone in that. That's a falling a debris area because um, it's right adjacent to the castle. What else do we got? Um, oh yeah, there's Peter Pan. It's a uh, it's a good Peter Pan. Yeah. I would say it's a pretty solid Peter Pan. Um, it's like 10 or 20% better than the one in Anaheim. Yeah. It's, uh, the queue is fine. It's nothing too interesting. But the the ride itself, like, it's got, you know, all good new animatronics. It's got new models for everything. It's pretty solid. Nice. There's a Frozen sing-along, whatever. Um, <laughs> there's, God, there's the Tangled Tree Tavern, which was closed while we were there, but we did manage to sneak in there with some helps of some friendly cast members who allowed me to go in there just to take pictures. Well done. It was pretty cute. That's the, snug, the Snuggly Duckling, yeah? Yeah, they should just call it that, but it's yeah. not. Um, yeah, whatever. It's fine. Yep. It's cute. Um, not really a super big deal. I was expecting it to be way cooler, but it wasn't. What else? There's a few shops. Yeah. And there's the castle, which has the attraction inside of it. Yeah, there's a Pinocchio's Village Kitchen. Oh, yeah, of course. A little, a little different. Yeah, ate a little different. Some, ate some unagi at yeah. Pinocchio's Village Kitchen, mm. which was not an experience I ever <laughs> expected to have. I had, <laughs> I had a pizza, you know, your normal thing, except for it was a Mickey-shaped pizza, which was way better. Also, it was a legitimately decent pizza, like way better than I've ever had, like in Fantasyland. So that was cool. Oh, that's good. Uh, the Royal Banquet Hall, like we said, is enormous. Whoa, it's also, yeah. Uh, it's broken up into many themed rooms. Yeah, like four rooms or something like that. Five rooms, princesses. Maybe? Yeah, uh, and there's also this one semi-private room that is for Mulan. That is just like one giant table <laughs> in this one yeah. room. It seats like eight beautiful. or ten people or something. It's like in this fun octagon room, yeah. so and you was... get a window out to the park from that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that one's special. Nice. But the rest of them are pretty enormous rooms, and uh, 
Mickey is the king of the castle. Yeah, you bet. Minnie Mouse is there, and she's wearing a fancy princess hat. Yep. Yeah, it's Mickey. Finally, they've answered who the king is in the Magic Kingdom. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah. finally did it. Yeah, he's definitely wearing the crown. I mean, it's it's Mickey and friends up there. It's not princesses uh, meeting time, so that's fine. Food was actually very good up there. I would say that, that was a pretty... Pretty good restaurant, uh, for, as far as Disney is concerned. Hmm. Is that it for? No, is wait. That there's it? some sort of walkthrough attraction, also. Yeah, or? yeah, there is. You you enter that from inside the castle and kind of walk up some staircases where they have some little sculptures of every Disney princess, and I mean every one uh, on the <laughs> walk up, um, and it's a lot. And then uh, then yeah, there's uh, the story of Snow White is what it is on the inside, um, which I was actually surprised to see. Only because this is not Snow White's castle. This is not anyone's castle. This is all of their castle. And it's only a Snow White attraction. But the the name does not allude to that. I mean, it's called the Once Upon a Time Adventure. Hmm. So it's not quite obvious that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. You just get ushered into lots of little sectioned off rooms. Yeah, a lot of vignettes. Yeah. Just look at some videos. Some 3D Snow White stuff. Yeah, it's fine. It's okay. Is that it for Fantasyland? I think that's it for Fantasyland, really. Well, great. That all brings right. us to Tomorrowland. Yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, save the best for last. Da, da, da. <laughs> best Tomorrowland. Oh, best Tomorrowland. They nailed it. They nailed it. They figured it out, you guys. They did it. <laughs> this is the only good Tomorrowland. <laughs> this, is the only, yeah. this is the only one where they did it. <laughs> nice. It really feels like the future. Yeah, it does. It feels, <laughs> yeah, it feels like the future. It feels like Tomorrowland the movie sort of thing. It's mm-hmm. got that vibe to it, which is really good. Like Alexa was saying earlier, the elevation changes from the pathways, you know, in these stairs and ramps and windy bits. I mean, it's just so, so good. It's like they pulled all of the really good bits from Retro Future and integrated Mm. it with, like, modern science fiction. (laughs) With actual future. And just, like, (laughs) they really married it really well. Yeah, now there there are four major attractions here. There's the Tron Light Cycle Power Run. There's... Buzz Lightyear Planet Rescue. There is Stitch Encounter and Jetpacks. Jetpacks surprisingly has the most boring name. Like no branded anything. Yeah. No like Jetpack jet Spin. <laughs> yeah. No Jetpack Experience Bonanza. <laughs> it's just Jetpacks. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Jetpacks was neat. It's kind of on its own little Platform. terrace. Yeah. It has the best view of any spinny ride I've ever seen. Nice. And it goes real fast. Superficially, this is sort of like Astro Orbiter, right? But it's a little different. It is a little different. You're not straddling the person you're riding with, which is great. Yeah. Side by side. Nice. And you're both uh, strapped in, feet dangling. Yeah, feet dangling. Oh, feet dangling. That's kind of cool. Oh, that sounds fun. Well, you're in a jet... It's a jetpack. Yeah. And it it just lights up really beautifully at night. Cool. There's a little there's a little trigger button that you that you get that you get to hold on to. Oh yeah, so pressing the button elevates you, but as soon as you let go, you start to fall. So it's really like you're adjusting. Yeah. Like, oh like, yeah. Power. Yeah. It's, it's really good. It feels it feels nice. Is there simulated jet exhaust like uh, <laughs> uh, water? Or oh, no, that would be awesome. But no, no, there's yeah. not. <laughs> that would be unpleasant. For yeah. The people behind you. <laughs> um, something about the whole land that is very cool. Uh, the the music is exceptional. BT did all the music for it, and there's many tracks um, that kind of play throughout the whole area. It is the best ambient Tomorrowland music I've ever heard. There's no familiar tunes, nothing. It's just straight-up ambient music. It's 
late. That must have been a pretty fun contract for him. Yeah. Uh, He loves Disney in general, so he was thrilled to be able to do this. The entire area also kind of very much comes alive at night in a way that other Tomorrowlands could not even possibly compare. The Tron Light Cycle Power Run building is like this amazing mesh of a thing, which I was very skeptical about, but they really pulled it off. Mm -hmm. There are lights all around in there and all around the side of Tomorrowland leading up to jetpacks, and they're all coordinated. Everything. The stair lights, the the lights that are lighting the area, the pathways, everything on Tron Light Cycle, everything is completely coordinated. They're all just fading through the spectrum... In like cool. blues and teals and purples. Yeah, and that sounds very beautiful. It's, it's really super yeah. cool. The restaurant there is a very similar sort of Tomorrowland Terrace sort of thing. But better uh, it's it's a little bit better than I expected, yeah. but still, you know, your average burgery place, whatever. They got a red rocket? Um, yeah, they don't have a red rocket. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry to report. <laughs> then there's the Buzz Lightyear Planet Rescue, which, uh, you know, I think everyone who's ever ridden a Buzz Lightyear ride is familiar mm-hmm. with how that general thing goes. This one is uh, a lot nicer. Hooray! Um, it's, uh, it doesn't feel as... It's definitely not cardboardy. <laughs> um, all of the targets are very much digital. And the lasers, and I love this, are color-coded. Oh, you can so see what you're shooting at. Gets, yeah, one person <laughs> hey. gets a green one, and one person gets a red one. So you have right. a, you have 50-50 better chance of understanding where you're shooting. Uh-huh. It's much brighter. You see your laser much better than in any other park that I've seen. Mm-hmm. And there's not different shape targets that have different points. The point value is determined by the size of the target, which uh-huh. makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it does. Um, nothing to really memorize or anything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, kind of what you expect. They're all 3D figures. They all move a little bit better and everything. And, um, yeah, that's all pretty much that. It was enjoyable. Yeah. Stitch Encounter, I did do. It's basically Turtle Talk with Stitch. Which sounds good. That I mean, I think think Stitch is a pretty good choice for uh, for something like that. Now, this is in Hong Kong also, right? Uh, It was in Hong Kong. It was not when we went. It was not when we okay. went. They might have. I'm not entirely sure, but I think they might have closed it in favor of the Iron Man Experience expansion. Uh, yeah, they might. Okay. They might just end up moving it or you know transporting all that stuff somewhere else. But at the you know when we were there, it was not. Okay. They do also have this in Tokyo, I think, in Tokyo Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So I think that is another place where it exists. But it's not in any of the American parks, so it was new to me when I walked up there. Uh, cast member tried to stop me and was like, sir, sir. And I was like, yep. And he's like, this is Stitch Talk Show. And I was like, yep, got it. And I kept walking and he goes, sir, sir. And I was like, and I was like, it's Chinese language only. And he's like, yes. I'm like, it's fine. And I just like, I went, you know, anyway, because I didn't, I I knew this was the case. It was fine. It was okay. Because I just wanted to see it. It's, you know, your average turtle talk experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't understand a word that was said, but, you know, you get the same kind of laughs, definitely the same style jokes and stuff you can tell. Um, the thing, there are two interesting things I love about this attraction. One, there is kind of a monitor that Stitch has in his spaceship that is a, you know, it's a relay feed of the camera that is what he's seeing. So when you see him talking about a person in the audience, you can see that person. Oh um, yeah, cool. yeah. So that's kind of cool. that's kind of nice. It's like a really good addition to that mm-hmm. uh, that attraction that works very well for that environment. Yeah. Um, the other thing is at the end of it, there's kind of a little game uh, where Stitch is escaping uh, the station from Gandu, uh, Gantu, and uh, he's 
kind of running from room to room uh, trying to get to this end, uh, this safe spot, I guess, and Gentoo is just chasing behind him. And you see all these doors kind of in front of Stitch, and then you see a layout of the entire station off to the right, and uh, and everyone just is shouting which room to go in next, um, which is oh, really neat. cute. It's very, like, you know, children TV show Blue's Clues-esque sort of thing where everyone's shouting at the TV, but... Um, Really, really cute, uh, fun, interactive thing. Nice. I enjoyed it overall. The, the space is wonderful. They do a similar thing they do in uh, Tokyo where they kind of teach you how to speak something. So they're all like, aloha! It's just really adorable. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're all like doing the shaka or something. It's it, it's hilarious. And that's it. That's it. That's it? Well, nice. hooray. All right. We'll wrap yep. it up. See Good you night. later. <laughs> Well, we well, did we did miss a couple of other little small attractions. They're little right? things. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars yeah. Launch Bay. Yeah, Star Wars. So, Launch what was this Tron ride thing? <laughs> yeah, Tron. Uh, yeah. I think Tron might be a runner for my favorite Disney attraction of all time. Yeah, that's it amazing. It was just so mind blowing that I immediately had to keep getting back on it and experiencing it again and again yeah the first night we walked in the park and i mean night like i walked in and and uh and alexa joined me and we walked over to tomorrowland and we we rode tron and after that we were like well that was a life-changing experience let's do this for the rest of the night we didn't (laughs) do anything else but that it really was different from any other ride experience. To be clear, this is it's kind of a roller coaster that's kind of themed like a light cycle from it's Tron. It's a roller coaster type ride. In the yeah. dark. In right. the dark. Yeah. You board a light cycle and you're on a roller coaster riding a light cycle. Are they comfortable? Yeah. Yes, very yeah. comfortable. You feel very secure, even though if you kind of look behind you and see how you're strapped in, it doesn't really look like you're very secure. Uh-huh. It's yeah. just because it feels natural to be in that position like you're riding a bike it's unlike other attractions that are thrill rides because you're used to being strapped in on your torso Uh and this you're strapped in on your legs yeah um so it's it's just as secure um and you feel secure it's just kind of weird for a second yeah so you get on the light cycle and you pull the handlebars forward and that causes the restraint on your back to lower uh-huh. and the restraint on your legs to kind of go into place. Yeah. And then you're secured. And there's a cool effect that happens where um, the little rings on the wheels of the light cycle will change color when a, when a guest is secured. Ah, so yeah. there's, that's the yeah. check. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. It just changes from a dark blue to like a white light blue. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just, it's it's so obvious and you just kind of see everyone illuminate around the same time. It's very, very cute. Does it have like an audio cue too? Does it make a like cool sound effect uh, when you do maybe. it? Maybe. I don't think I noticed. That'd There's cool. a lot of Daft Punk happening in that whole attraction. I reckon. <laughs> and that's kind of the other cool thing about it. It's like Daft Punk the ride. Yeah. Man. I mean, it's just like, it's just everything I've ever wanted. I've always been really fascinated just in general with Disney and Tron. Yeah. It yeah. seems like Disney doesn't really know what to do with Tron in a lot of different ways. Yeah. And, and this seems like Disney finally figured out something to do with Tron that is absolutely perfect for yeah. every, this, every this way. This the right time to bring up that, weirdly, this ride had a five to ten minute wait oh. consistently <laughs> the entire time. Wow. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I think if this were in Anaheim, it would have a three hour wait yeah. all the time for years. Yep, for years. Like, worse than, worse than Radiator Springs. 
Yeah, did it seem unusually scary to them, I wonder? If they were not into the ri- River Rapids, maybe this was too scary as well. We're not yeah. sure, but we have a theory. We're just not sure if it's, you know, the real deal or not. But I, I have a theory that is only based on my experience on this ride and then also the Crystal Grotto, which is that everyone goes a over very Disney-branded stuff, and maybe Tron to, you know, the people of China is not very Disney. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Soaring doesn't have any Disney Yeah, again, and that was yeah, extremely popular. Exactly. So, so it's, it's, it's hard to tell. But not many people gave a shit about this ride, but it was definitely, like, one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life. Agreed. Like, things in general. <laughs> yeah, this is something that, that I want them to drop in to, like, anywhere, really. And I'm wondering if they would hesitate in America just because Tron is weird here for America. You know, it's like... Tron doesn't do really well in most demographics, except for a very certain. It doesn't matter. You know? Cars, cars is dumb, and everyone hates cars, and they built. Ah, everyone, and everyone loves, loves cars. cars now. <laughs> we just don't like cars. <laughs> Aesthetically, I think it can appeal to anybody. Though yes. Tron, I think Tron, it clicks as as a movie. They're not that good, but as a visual experience, they totally make sense, and I think that would translate pretty well to a ride. Mm-hmm. I mean, one thing I would say though is I think that as people who like the Tron ride, you're very lucky that Disney did not own Star Wars when they started building Shanghai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the reason Tron's there is because they didn't have anything like Star Wars to fill That's in right. in Tomorrowland. Right. Well, thank goodness, because it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they did Tron up um, Test Track, you know, and it's like... Yeah, they and, did. And they didn't officially Tron, Tron it up, but it's Tron. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. let's not mince um, and it's And that's the other interesting thing. This is... Also, like Test Track, sponsored by Chevy, um, which is interesting in China, mm-hmm. just being an American brand. That is. Um, but, yeah, but Chevy also has, like, a little pavilion thing to do fun activities Tron outside Realm of Realm but... Chevrolet Digital Challenge. Yeah, that's a <laughs> poor <laughs> mouthful. A, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so, how, uh, so the music, uh, music plays throughout the entire ride, yes? Yes. Which tracks? Yes. I could probably tell you, but not off the top of my head. Okay. But I can, I can, I, I remember what it was. I just have to tell you after I research a little bit. Okay. But there is, there is a, before we get to the actual ride component, there is the most amazing pre-show effects that oh I've God. ever seen in my life. They kind of walk you into this room um, and, you know, lock the front door. So you're just kind of stops there and you have to watch this. There are very, very big glass panes, floor to ceiling. Mm. Um, that have that are opaque um, and have like a projection on them that are just you know showing some digital frontier bullshit and it's awesome and synced up to the music you start to hear it like just really build up to something and then the music just like just resolves on a very Tron sound and at the same time the glass becomes completely transparent and you look down on the people getting ready to launch uh, out. Of the, it's perfect. I would die. It is, it is just the most amazing, like, yeah. from our world to that world, like, transition that I've ever seen. Yeah, I'd straight up die. Perfect. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's so cool. So you then leave this room and you walk around that area and you see all of these people on their light cycles just going a million miles an hour out of the station. It's awesome. Cool. Yeah, and the, and the the kinetic nature of that ride paired up with 
the color cycling profiles really is it's really beautiful. I've seen I've seen quite yeah. a bit of video of it and it's just it seems like it it adds an immense amount of life. Yeah. I mean especially especially that it goes outside even just for that short bit um is pretty cool. I will admit that is not great. I love it because it is super thrilling because it's very high up and you get to, you know, see down into it and as a pedestrian you get to see it, you know, blaze by. Um, but it, during the daytime, it's weird because Tron is always dark. Hmm. Um, and so it's just kind of weird if you go through it. Oh yeah. I bet that hurts your eyes. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of dumb. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of the attraction, you're, I mean, the the whole thing is that you're building, uh, it's building up to you racing the orange team. Okay. Uh, so you're the blue team. You're always the blue team, no matter what thing you get on. And the orange team is your combatants and you race around like very smoothly through you know uh through a roller coaster on your light cycle gosh what else could i say about it the fast acceleration in the beginning is incredible oh yeah you're great if you're in the front car your eyes are super watering (laughs) um i would say that this attraction has the biggest disparity between front row riders and any other row of any attraction that i've ever been on you definitely want to be Mm. in the front row for this Hmm. Um, oh, I bet. Because, I mean, you know, if you're in the front row, you feel like you are riding the light cycle. When you're, you know, in the back or in the middle or something, you see all the people that are equally spaced in a train. And it's still good. Don't get me wrong. It's still very, very cool. But it's it's a totally different experience. Is there, like, a separate queue if you want to ride in the front? Yeah. I mean, they'll, they, you can say that you want it, and they'll pull you aside and throw you in the nice. first line. The The thing is, and this is true for everywhere in the whole park... Um, wherever there are rows, they don't line up multiple trains worth of people behind each of those rows. Because of queuing issues. Yeah, queuing issues in China have made this so that everyone would push and shove their way onto the train even though they wouldn't fit. Mm-hmm. So there's extra space of about maybe 12 people yeah. for the first row, but they never let you queue Yeah, they never use there. Interesting. Yeah, they probably just stopped using that pretty shortly after opening. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is, I, you know, similar to Alexa's uh, statement, I would say this is also the only time maybe I have ever in any theme park attraction been like completely separated from reality and gone, you know what, I'm totally on a light cycle right now. <laughs> yeah. Like it, mm-hmm. it feels so real and I think it has to do with one, the vehicle and two, just how smooth it is. It does not, there is at no point during the whole thing that I'm like, I'm on a ride right now. Mm-hmm. It always feels like I'm actually on a bike. Yeah. And that's very cool. How long is it? Two minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Minute and a half, maybe? I have no idea. Yeah. Really hard, hard to, to say. say. Standard roller coaster length. <laughs> yeah. So it goes about 60 miles per hour? Uh, so does, it, does it? I don't know. I think yeah. that's what we yeah. found. It feels much faster than that. Yeah, especially when you're riding up front. When you have, like, no windscreen, it's, yeah, yeah it's yeah. intense. They do have lockers uh, that you have to throw everything in. No backpacks. No backpacks or anything mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. there's the back restraint, um, and there's kind of no place to put that. Um, however, there is a really cute little compartment that is just right in front of you next to your handlebars that just, like, has a little, uh, a little um, hinged. Yeah, hinged door thing that you can throw glasses and a hat. In, but that's it <laughs> yeah um but just yeah just because you know people still need their glasses when they're walking through the queue and stuff um so that's that's kind of cool they really built that in there nice 
And then they, so yeah, much. then they let you out in that Chevy area, which, you know, even though it's a mouthful, is actually a pretty cool thing as far as sponsored attraction things go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, they have the same sort of thing that they have in Florida where you yeah. can design your own car. Yeah, design your own car, build your own thing. Yeah, and with all the different stats of energy and speed and power and all that stuff. Yeah, um, and you, there's a racing component too. You can race against like six other people or something. Uh, they have some pretty cool Chevy, you know, fake concept Tron cars in there that are pretty cool. Yeah, they're just, it, the area itself is very, very cool and worth going to. Yeah, it's beautiful. But yeah, I mean, that's that's really it. That's everything. So Shanghai Disneyland, I mean, what do you think? Is it good? Great? Where does it fall in that spectrum? Alexa, how was Shanghai Disneyland? Are we ranking it? How how are we, <laughs> how are we rating this? I'm just saying, if, uh, you know, I've... This was a great park or not? Was it a great park? I had an excellent time. It was a wonderful park. It was <laughs> a great place to be. You went to four Disney parks, technically. You went to Tokyo Disneyland, Tokyo Disney Sea, Hong Kong Disneyland, and Shanghai Disneyland. How do they rate? Uh, Tokyo Disney Sea is my top park. Yep, top Forever park. Forever and always. Yep, yep, always. Okay. After that, it might be Shanghai Disneyland. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe. Um, but it's very difficult when comparing the whole experience like the crowds and just the experience of being there it's, it's kind of difficult to relax in shanghai just because you're kind of mm-hmm. like always guarding your personal space yeah yeah being in the queue all the time is like kind of a, a bigger issue than it would be most places sounds awesome yeah it sounds yep. amazing i'm excited i want to go ride that john ride yeah <laughs>